Hello, only podcast about movies listeners. What you're about to hear is a bonus episode, meaning we're going to talk about a film that you might not even think needs reviewing and probably get into some off-topic conversations that has really nothing to do with movies. If that's your cup of tea, please stay tuned. And if not, we won't hold it against you if you skip this one. I mean, Shahir will. He'll really, he'll take it personally. So just take that into, here, just roll the thing. Internet, this podcast is gonna be huge. Some of my best friends have called me and they told me it's gonna be huge. That so is, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a bonus episode of bonus. only podcast about movies. This time we are the only podcast about the art of the deal, the movie. Um, directed by Donald Trump. Directed by Donald Trump. Shot by Donald the, Trump. Uh, edited by D. Trump. Yep. Um, uh, uh, starring Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. No. Uh, I, if you're getting a theme here, this is the Donald Trump story. So, the, in in actuality, this is a a short film, 50 minutes long. That funnier. It's, it's that weird. Like it's kind of short. Like it's short for a feature film, but it's pretty well, long. It's pretty long. Yeah. Um, and they did it based loosely on Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. I th- and I think actually, like the actual facts of that they present in the movie, although satirical, yeah. are actually true. Oh yes, all the stuff actually happens that happens in this movie. It's just this is obviously a, a, a satire starring the one and only Johnny Depp as Johnny Donald Depp. Trump. Johnny Depp from Black Mass or Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. Has he ever been bitter? I, I mean, yes, but this I, is I really would good. I would go Edward Scissorhands then Donald Trump is his, wow. his, his, his you know like two wow. best roles. Um, no, he does a phenomenal job. Apparently I was reading a thing about this when they were sort of pitching this idea around and then Johnny Depp said he was interested. <laughs> they were just going to have Johnny Depp come in and like dress up like Donald Trump and very much be Johnny Depp. And apparently Johnny Depp's like, no, I'm bringing my whole makeups and effects crew. And they came out and the director actually said something. Who directed this? Uh, it was, uh, I've, oh God. I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. It is directed by, where did you go? Where did you go? Oh, wow. It doesn't even tell you the director on IMDb. Uh, the director is Jeremy Kenner. Uh, sorry, Jeremy Connor. Uh, and I'm presuming he's a Funny or Die staff member or, you know, part of the Funny or Die team. Yeah, he was saying that when Johnny Depp came in and they dressed him up as Trump, obviously beforehand he comes in all Johnny Deppified and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to direct Johnny Depp. And then when he gets into Trump costume, he <laughs> like just treats him as a big plastic he, Donald he, Trump puppet. The 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 makeup effects are surprisingly good where I'm like, I can kind of see Johnny Depp, but I definitely see Donald Trump. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's no. very... Very, very good. It was very well done. Um, but yeah, so this is a bonus episode about that. Not going to be the normal length we do, um, but we, we it came out and I, I thought it was important to talk about. And uh, we had a it's couple an election other, year. Their debates are going on. Yeah, we had a couple other loose ends. We'll tie up sort of at the end of the of this podcast once we're done talking about this. But um, who are you going to vote for, uh, Mr. Kroll? Uh, Sanders. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, uh, you didn't need to tell me that. I was just I was oh. just seeing if you're if you're have you met a Trump supporter? Uh, no, but I've run into people that like some things that he says. That's interesting. I have not met a Trump supporter yet or anyone who seriously believes things that Trump says. And, I, and I'm curious if they're like unicorns, like they're actually real or. Well, here's what I'll say. I, I will say this about our current I, political. I, have we have we just turned away half our audience now, by the way? Why? Oh, because, by, because, because be I'm dissing Trump. No, no, no. Um, Look. Uh, 
no matter if I mean I I I believe Bernie Sanders is a good dude, and no matter if you believe Donald Trump is a good dude, mm-hmm. uh, I mean you can look at their historical records and sort of get the points for yourself. I mean this is this movie itself is a farce on all of the things that Donald Trump has done. Obviously they're not painting him in a good light, but there's still things he did. Yeah. Um, I will say this: while the concept of Donald Trump as president is terrifying to me, I hope. <laughs> This is a big hope. Yep. If he does get elected, I feel like oh what he's God. doing right now is what he's done his entire career. Yeah. Is do anything to get the job done. So he's doing awful, horrible things, ostracizing people and playing off people's fear and hate and whatever to get to get the job done to become president. And then I'm hoping he would do like he runs a business, hire the best people to <laughs> fill the best slots in his business. Um, so that's what I'm hoping happens but the other thing is here's the other thing too bernie sanders and donald trump kind of political outsiders yeah they they seem to i i mean the media has drawn like a a line between the democratic and the republican field where they said these are the two people on polar opposites and mm-hmm. it's because trump funds his own campaign yeah and, and because, bernie funds his own campaign. yeah and because bernie is getting small donations rather than from a super PAC. um and we I, haven't brought up hillary but um i don't know i i uh, I, I don't dislike hillary i just like sanders better yeah, I look, uh, you know, uh, I certainly would be pitching my vote for Sanders. Um, but, you know, and that's not a political endorsement, not that anyone cares what I think anyway. But, no one cares. But uh, but it, it, it strikes me as interesting that Donald Trump even has a platform because I don't like everything that we just watched in this movie, I don't think he believes in anything. No, he wants to be president to say that he's president. Yeah, like, why does he want to be president? I think I, he wants uh, to prove that he can be president. But what what does that prove? It's, that you're it's, president. And it's like... Uh, well, it's, okay, bringing this back to the movie, that's sort of exactly sort of what this movie is about. So if you want to talk about the plot of yeah. what this movie is, it's about... Ron Howard finds a tape at a yard sale yeah. uh, that was supposed to air in like the 1980s. Yeah. Uh, and on NBC, but it was preempted by the NFL Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, and it was Donald Trump's making of his book, The Art of the Deal, into a movie. Mm-hmm. And what takes place in this movie is it's his 40th birthday and he's trying to buy the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. And they basically tout that as like his rosebud. His rosebud. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. even call it out in his the movie. Rosebud. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, like you got Patton Oswalt so, in this movie. Yeah, and he plays the guy who owns it beforehand and blah, 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 blah. You yeah. have a bunch of great Where cameos, Griffin. which we'll get into later. But that's sort of like what this movie is saying. Like he wants this building, not because it's going to be great for him, but because he liked it when he was a kid. So yeah. he wants to be president, not because he really gives a shit, but because yeah. he just wants to be president. Well, you have to talk about the the timing of the release of this film. Right. You know, like the, the film is is not even thinly veiled as political satire. Like it's 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 main role is to is to point out the fact that Donald Trump is a shithead. Well, he's just he's a, he's a, he's a, I would say he's he's smart in some cases, mm-hmm. but he's just a bad person. Yeah, and look, the one there's one thing that this film doesn't call out that is always like I, I'm just always amazed that like whenever Donald Trump isn't is mentioned, they don't mention this fact is that Donald Trump took out a front a full page advert during the Central Park Five um, trials back in 1985, where five um, five teenagers were accused of raping and killing a woman in Central Park, and he called for the death penalty. Um, and he called for these kids to be, you know, like, I, yeah, like, you know, old style justice railed on these kids who are 16 years old, who were all proven to be completely innocent. 
and who had um, and who were come uh, who were arrested uh, simply for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. And Donald Trump still has never apologized for that, and he's and he's even like gone on the record as being pissed off that the city settled with them when it was proven that they were completely innocent. Has Donald Trump ever apologized for anything? No, I don't think he has. And I, but I I mean that to me is a level of douchebaggery that 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 extends beyond hating Mexicans on stage, uh, which is terrible enough as it is, to to calling for the outright ban of an entire culture of people based on some event, which is just not not a, like you could understand the the sentiment if you're an idiot, but you cannot, you know, but like, but the impracticality of it. Well, that my friend <laughs> is the art of the deal. Yeah, it's just like, just shout. And my, my problem with Donald Trump, and this is beside the film, is that if Donald Trump wasn't wealthy, he would be a crazy person standing on a corner shouting that, you know, like if it, if he wasn't wealthy, that's what he would be. Mm-hmm. And, and yet because he's wealthy, not only do we give him a megaphone, like I'm kind of sickened, sickened at myself for having talking about him personally, but we're giving him a megaphone to talk about, you know, like and discussing him as though he, what he said was what he says is important. And it's not. Well, <laughs> I mean, he he definitely gets people's attention. Uh, mm. And the fact that he was like on SNL and mm. like all this other stuff, I was like, wow, really? Like it's basically, And there's a movie made about him. But yeah, I think the movie South Park, South Park actually did a great, great thing about, yeah, yeah. Uh, about like how uh, it was like it happened in Canada and it was yeah. a very Donald Trump Canadian type thing. It's like at first we thought it when he was running, it was a joke and yeah. everyone laughed. But then it became real. Anyway. You, know, you just have to remember, like, was it? either four or eight years ago he ran as, and it was a joke and like nobody took him seriously. And now we're eight years again and here he is. And I'm like, thanks Obama. Yeah. Um, no, so let's get back to, <laughs> to, to the, movie, to the itself. movie itself. So it's pretty fucking funny. Oh, it's great. It, it, it's, it's, it's the, it's the perfect length of satire. Uh, you know, like right. this kind of satire sustaining itself. It looks like an old VHS movie. Um, you know, it's, it's cut and assembled like one as well, all wide shots. You can see how it was kind of made really cheaply, but yep. that's the point, yeah. you know? And, um, and it has like great cameos from everyone. And, but then like with every, um, with every person that appears in the film, uh, these are real people. Like, so for example, Ray Cohn, uh, who is portrayed in the film, in the, in the, uh, TV series, Angels in America, mm. was by Al Pacino of all people, um, was really a lawyer who rallied against, I believe, who rallied against homosexuality and then died of AIDS himself. Yeah, and it's 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 calling uh, they out. They call these, him out. They call him out as the straightest man he knew. Yeah, the straightest man he knew. Yeah, and it was and it was you know like they call out the kind of absurdity of the deals that Donald Trump made. Um, you know, and he, on one hand, you kind of go, well, this kind of feels like it's a film that was written by Reddit headlines. You know, right, like the, right. To, you know, like the, the on Reddit, they have the "Today I Learned" headlines. Yep. You know, the TILs, yep. and you can go. And I can imagine every single one of these. Today I learned Donald Trump got a loan of one million dollars. You know, when he was starting out. Yep. Uh, but calls himself an everyday businessman. So it's fun. It yeah. is fun to watch. Yeah, and it's fun to take truthful, sort of like actual occurrences. And I think uh, all six quote chapters of this movie are all major points in sort of Donald Trump's like uh, career. I yeah. would say. And then just fucking spinning them on their head to be these hilarious farces. But it's almost like, you know, when Tina Fey went on Saturday Night Live and played Sarah Palin, Mm -hmm. like for the first time, and the joke was, was that she just literally quoted Sarah Palin's 
speech. Yeah. And that was the joke. It was like, it was the thing she said was so absurd. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing here. What Donald Trump says is so absurd that we may as well just play it verbatim. And it, that's the it's joke. It's very close. Yeah. Um, so the first sort of chapter and the whole thing. Oh, the other side of this too. It, it's very sort of eighties in its style, not only it's visually, but the whole thing is a kid steals his book and goes to hide from the cops after the cops were chasing after being like, hey, give that best-selling book back. <laughs> yeah, this great book. Yeah, and then he, he hides in Donald Trump's office, and then they have, like, Donald Trump is explaining to this kid his whole story. Yeah. And the kid's ethnicity keeps changing every time Donald Trump discovers that, like, he's like, he's like, he brings out a steak. He's like, oh, you have any salsa? He's like, you want salsa on American steak? He's What's like, your name? What's your name? Jose. Get uh, let's get kid. another kid in here. The Asian kid in, then he finds out he's Japanese. It took him a while to like get the Japanese. Like I was like, it took him a while to like figure well, out. He, he thought was he was Korean. Right, right, right. Is he Japanese? Oh no, he gets him out. Then a black kid's there for like two seconds, mm -hmm. and yeah. then they finally get the last kid, who's who, played by who play, who's played by the kid from Room, Jacob Tremblay, which is hilarious. Yeah, so it's like this whole. It has a lot of '80s tropes. Fucking Spuds McKenzie, or uh, what's his yeah, name? The, uh, the dog. The dog. Alpha's in this. Alpha's in this, which is great. The rich. You told me. They, I think they like. It looks like the original animators from Alpha are doing Alpha, which is hilarious. and the original voice. Yeah, oh, so, so good. good. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I think you know, like basically, like, look, do you t did you watch this thinking this is a fun film, or did you watch this thinking this is like one of the most, not the most, but like perhaps the uh, a really incisive political commentary. Like, w which way did you kind of... I mean, it's it's enjoyable political commentary is what it is. I yeah. mean, it doesn't... I mean, if you want to put it together as, like, story structure and, like, as a film... If you want to break this down like like yeah. like you normally do, Shahir, yeah, this like film it. does not work at all. It's it's kind of one note and but it whatever. Works, I think it works as a short film. Yes. Because that's... You know, the, the short films have that opportunity to play with sure. structure, and this plays with... But you do... You're right in the beginning. You're like, it's, like, 50 minutes long, so you're getting... You're bordering yourself on, it's, like... It's... A, it's, it's it's sustained by great cameos. Here's the other thing, too. It, yes, it, as a film, it is a short film. But as an internet video, it's a long, long internet, internet video. video. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, kudos to Funny You Die for putting out a 50-minute thing. And, I'm, I mean, of course they did it because they had all the cameos. But, and, and, you Dan. know, like, I, I think, you know, like, Funny or Die is the perfect avenue to put out a film like this. And it's amazing that it stars one of the biggest movie stars yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know, like, and, and they can kind of do, do this. And it's like, Oh, I wonder if anyone else will do, well, you know, maybe not the Ben Carson story or something like that, but like, or the Ted Cruz story. Well, who but, just did, um, was it on SNL that Larry David did the Bernie Sanders, the Bernie thing? Sanders story? Yeah. yeah. As a short, as a yeah. short, short. Yeah. Um, but that was great as well. You know, like a political co commentary. And it's great to see that it's, it's using humor as as a as a voice for political sure. commentary, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, so so it goes through a lot of big moments in Donald Trump's life, and the first one mm. was uh, chapter one was the art of intimidating rent controlled tenants, <laughs> and it was about how Donald Trump, I guess, back in the day, to get people out of a rent controlled building because he wanted to demolish it and build something else or mm. something, he tried hiring homeless people to go pee and just run around the inside of the building. Played by Hainong Mang himself, yeah. Jason Manzukis. Yeah, it's so fucked to my funny. guy. Um, and that, I mean that that's good. I mean it, it goes through all of his sort of shit. The art of defending, I'm sorry, the art of defeating totally bogus discrimination lawsuits because he wouldn't rent to black people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the art of suing those losers at the NFL, and that's the one that I I'd never heard of that. No, though, but 
if that's true, he's basically because he bought a team in the American Football League, right? The AFL. Yeah. Yeah. And then the AFL was going away because he wanted to like move it to another time. And then he sued the NFL for trying to do something weird. And the courts ruled in his favor, but only gave him a dollar. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that to me doesn't sound like the most egregious thing that he's done, but it is kind of surprising. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Art of Buying a Casino from the Hilton Family was a short chapter. Uh, uh, with, the, with my guy. Well, I say my guy, but Stephen Merchant. I could watch for yeah, days. I love Stephen Merchant. Uh, the Art of Marrying a Gorgeous Immigrant. Uh, uh, with Ivanka. <laughs> Ivanka Trump. Oh, no, Ivana. Is it Ivanka? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun fact about that. When I was watching it, uh, he has not brought his wife out on this political campaign that I've I, seen. I've seen her, but she doesn't talk like, much. And you know how a lot of times, and maybe, hell, I, I, I could be spoiled by... Uh, Michelle Obama is the coolest first lady yeah. we've ever had. Um, so, but like, but I feel like a lot of times, like they always bring out their wives. They always like bring out the thing. I'm so, well, then again, Hillary hasn't brought out Bill, but I, I kind of get that. No, he, he's out on the campaign trail. Right. But yeah. like they never, I never see them standing together. Oh, no, I've seen it. Yeah. But the, the thing you're raising is that like some, at some point during the political campaign, maybe it happens after later. the, yeah, later on is like, which and it's a when are they gonna th- play the when are they gonna play the Donald Trump the family man card? No, no, it's the question mark and it's it's weird and sexist and strange, but it's like who would you rather have as the first lady comes into play? And it and it, it brings into the question of what what role the first lady has, because the first lady is essentially a political entity that has no political Right, you know, affiliations per se. I mean, Although the, it's, they it's the spouse of the leader of the country. Yeah, the spouse of the leader of the country but but what does that mean? You know, like like I think there's wh- an office. Like you actually you, do- you you get a fund and you get like an office and you get like the which ability, is interesting. You get to run charities and things like you know like these these things happen. And Hillary Clinton was certainly the first lady for for eight right. years. Um, so it's yeah. Well, well, because I do. You watch the Daily Show with Trevor Noah's? Uh, on and off. Yeah, you know, like da- the Daily Show, uh, Trevor Noah's got this running gag, which is that Donald Trump really wants to have sex with his daughter. And he says oh, it in yeah. his... Oh, yeah. No, he has it in plenty of interviews, yeah, he says that. That's yeah, he, fucking nuts. And Donald and uh, Trevor Noah is trying to basically make it like a, a hashtag. Donald Trump really wants to have sex with his... Remember, let's not forget the time that Donald Trump really wanted to have sex with his daughter. Um so I, I'm, you know, like, it's funny because the, you know, the, the lamestream media, the lift, uh, leftist mainstream media that we're always talking about is kind of slyly rallying against Trump because, and it's perhaps because Trump's popularity is baffling to most people, I think. Although I mean, I, the fact that he's a front runner makes um, it mean, makes no sense to us because we live in New lefty New York and we are, you know, well, like we forget that the majority of the country is not us. Yeah. And it's weird because I like I've lived in California and New York. And and if you live, no, on, no, never in the middle, Junior? never in the middle. And so those two, if you live in those two places, you you get a very different perspective. It's a very different America. Yeah. It's a very different America to what middle America is. And there's a there's been a couple of um really good pieces where they've gone to um, Trump rallies uh, on Vimeo. There was uh, basically unedited, tw- I think it was 25 minutes of footage of um, waiting to get into a Trump rally in, in Las Vegas. Uh, and it's really amazing. The, the cross section of America that you get now, it's really, we could sit here smugly and go like, how could anyone support this guy? He's truly an idiot, but you, it, I guess the thing that about Trump's ascendancy that's kind of that you have to take notice of is that there is 
a populace of America that is that does believe the things he say he says about and, and they see him as the American dream come true. Yeah. And and you know, like believe the things he says about immigration, believe the things he says about uh border control. Um, you know, and and that to me is terrifying but impossible to dismiss. And if Trump has done anything successfully, and not intentionally, he's shown that there is a side to the American voting population that is, you know, like maybe someone will call me out on this, but it is not pretty. It's not. It just seems uneducated. Like, and, 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 you know, it again, I, I don't want to, I feel like I'm, I'm shitting on stuff, but like, I, personally, I think the party system, just in my own the head, two party is, is system. fucking stupid regardless. Yeah, it, so you should it, just it, vote for people. But it, it's hard. It's hard to do that because you can't compartmentalize people. Like you have let's to not put even them in get a into group. The, the, the yeah. delegates and super delegate yeah, system. Yeah. But um, how how <laughs> how can the Republicans not put up someone who can challenge him? Yeah, it's a. It's I guess it's on. It's a. There's no Republican that has more charisma than Donald Trump. Like, how is that? I mean, how? look, your two your two front runners behind Donald Trump right now are Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, far and away the higher ranking, you know, mm-hmm. even won um, Iowa. Um, so, but but does Ted Cruz have charisma? Well, I don't know. But is that? I guess you know the one thing is you could say about Bernie Sanders on the left um, is that Bernie Sanders is not a particularly charismatic. Um, public figure, but no, he's but, but he doesn't rely on that. He, he doesn't relies rely. on sort of just speaking truths and what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's I, I'm I'm remembering like the political system, you know, the political uh, left and right in New Zealand, which isn't as far spread as right. as it is in in America by any stretch of the imagination. By the way. It's amazing to me that we've like we're we're doing a fifty you know like we're talking about a fifty minute film and we're really talking about politics, which right. is what before we go any further in the political discussion, which is what is great about this this particular satire is it's funny and it gets you into this conversation. It will get you talking to your friends and family about this sort of thing. Not that the other media won't also as well, but this is for instance. I mean, let's go back to. Even the people that like blindly just believe that Trump is a self-made businessman, maybe they'll see this thing and learn a couple things and be like, oh, like I didn't know he was giving a million dollars. It might have the Wolf of Wall Street effect, though, which is that, you know, like people will look at him and go, fuck, yeah. You know, he's the guy who. who yeah, but uh, Jordan Belfort and, and, <laughs> and this Donald Trump that's portrayed in this movie are are. He doesn't do anything super cool or fun. Yeah, the the satire might be far too biting. And this has this, you know, what this reminded me, the ending of this of this particular film kind of reminded me of in a weird way was there's an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where um where Will's dad, uh, you know, remember he's like sent out to a rich family and he's living out there, then his real dad actually turns up and and he promises, you know, like and what we realize is like his dad is is a kind of deadbeat dad who's like never shown up to 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 Will's life. And he promises Will that we're he's gonna take him out to uh they're gonna go on a road trip or something like that. And then he and then like every other time he doesn't turn up. And Will like he makes he starts like it, it it's a kind of a beautiful monologue where Will kind of starts delivering this, you know, this funny monologue about how he's better than that. And then he just like suddenly breaks down and starts crying and says, Why doesn't he want me? And like, 
and it's like silence, you know, like, and they just, they, they just start rolling credits and Will is crying. And it's like, it's that weird moment where like comedy suddenly turns into drama, into like real drama and it really works. Right. And at the end of this film, like everything's going along swimmingly and then, and they kind of do it on a more satirical level and a kind of a more comedic level, but but uh, Doc Brown, uh, Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, turns up and and says, "We've got to stop this. If you blow out those candles, you will. It'll start a chain of events that'll get you elected as president." And it's the moment that the film kind of really like starts making its point, which is like, we, "Look, we've been having this fun. We're kind of poking fun at this guy, but li- if we take him too seriously, you know, it's like the South Park joke. We can't." There's a point where he, what if he actually wins? What will America look like if he actually wins? And I think Back to the Future is the exact right reference because <laughs> because it will be Biff Tanner's alternate timeline where a casino owning president has run ruined the city into the ground. Let me ask you this: What if Trump gets elected and like shit just gets start starts to get better? That's it. That would be an amazing thing, wouldn't it? Like, and it, you know, like one thing I always think about with even with Sanders on the left is is that the amount of media hype for the role of the presidency over yeah. I think I think it overextends what the president is capable of doing. Uh, and because because yeah, the truth is Donald Trump can get elected president and start yell- and yelling at Congress and the Senate and everything and nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Yeah, he'll just be this the problem is as a figurehead, he is like there was a op-ed, I think, in the New York Times recently where they talked about how this primary election, uh, preliminary election, makes us miss the elegance of Barack Obama during his primary elections, you know, like where debates were real, really felt like they were about issue and they were... Right. I mean, know, the debates on both sides of this entire thing have been jokes. Yeah. I mean, I would say the Democratic primaries, because they've narrowed it down to two people, have seem to be about issues. However, the mudslinging that's going on between, I think, you know, I feel particularly Hillary Clinton is bearing, is, is really getting pummeled right now, you know? And and I feel, and I'm, I'm worried that like maybe a lot of the pummeling is unearned because it's, there's a lot of innuendo with what's happening to her. Like the Goldman Sachs speeches, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's an, there's an innuendo that the fact that she took, you know, a lot of money from Goldman Sachs. I don't think that Hillary Clinton would make a bad president. I (laughs) think she would make a president that we're very sort of used to seeing even before Obama and maybe even some of Obama's thing. I think it would just be sort of like, here we go. Yeah, do just, it again. Let's see if this. Let's see if staying the course. And that's the reason, honestly, why why I'm, Sanders, Sanders is kind or of or Trump. They're they're people that are going to until it's funny. Mm-hmm. I always think like until say one of them gets elected, and they're given the secret like binder of all the shit they're like we're hiding and like keeping the world safe, and then yeah. they're all just going to be like, oh fuck, and then everything's going to be ready to go back to normal. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's it it overestimates what that person can do in office. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I I. Uh, Anyway, it, 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 politics, yay! Um, <laughs> I love talking about politics, as you can gather. But right. but but it it and maybe one day we'll start a political a po- political uh, podcast. I'm you know look, we're the only podcast about movies, right? Uh, if there's a, a five thirty eight, which is a Nate a Nate Silver, the statisticians website, okay, which is which does running commentary on the uh, on the political debates. It's great. It's interesting. I I feel like though like I'm not a political science major or anything oh, like no. that. And I, you know, like I'm just an observer of what I read in the newspaper. So I think I, 
I have like a very surface level view of, course, of the political system. It'd be great system. to get someone that we knew knew what the fuck was going on. We but could, Johnny, it, but we can talk about Johnny Depp though in that makeup. I know, right? <laughs> we can talk about like our political show. By the way, would be called since you just name dropped a podcast. Would be the second podcast about politics. <laughs> yeah, there are some others. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I you know you know what's funny is Deadpool is in in theaters right now. Oh yes, and, and I know you love it, and uh, and we're going to be having a conversation about Deadpool soon. So no spoilers for what our opinions for Deadpool will be. But I think one of the things is is that the length of this film feels appropriate to to what the satire can sustain. Right. Whereas Deadpool and you know Deadpool I think works, but there is. There's a there's a danger with the kind of satire that Deadpool pulls, or this kind of subversiveness, fourth wall breaking that Deadpool pulls, that can be overextended at that length. Like I kind of wish, depending, you, depending, absolutely. 100%. I kind of like I kind of wonder what Deadpool would look like if it was like thirty minute episodes. I mean, I'm not gonna. You guys can listen in a couple days to the Deadpool review. I'm yeah. not even. I'm not even gonna challenge what you're saying because I'm just gonna. We'll just talk about. We'll just that. talk about that. Yeah, but uh, you but know. yes, you're right. When 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 part of the the fun or the joke or the pull of a piece is supported by the piece's length and yeah. extended a certain length, you know, is it gonna fall flat? I think. Um, this movie as it stands now, it's not the joke that would fall flat because I think I think I could watch an hour and a half of this, but it would have to be more varied and sort of a bigger budget because this takes place in like three offices, a bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a fake cause, wedding. Because it's also like a Saturday Night Live sketch yes. extended be, you know, to 50 minutes, which right. is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but any longer, I think its production value would start to show and it would it would really fail. And, um, and I think it'll just get old. The Johnny Dip performance if we're going to talk about let's the, just talk about that about johnny depp uh he's he, really good he's really good is this is this the best thing he, well black no. i haven't seen black mass but black mass is good this is the best thing he's ever done no 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 best thing he's done recently i think it's i think it's the most important thing he's done recently i don't i, I don't know if i'd call it the best like he, he you know just, what the best you know what i think the most important thing he's done recently what? is he dressed up in his jack sparrow outfit and went to a hospital he does that script. All the fucking he he keeps that with him at all times because when he has a day off or something he'll just go do that. I, I you know like to me, I, I don't like those pirates of the Caribbean film, but like like it, seeing him do that makes me realize the importance of that character to people and how like how that can affect good. I have dressed up like Jack Sparrow on a pirate rafting trip for the better part of the last nine years. So and did you save some children's lives? Uh, I, or I, made I, they do better. I, back when I was single, I saved some women's hearts. Oh, look at you. Uh, no, it's, I have a side Robin, note. Robin, side note. Uh, wait, you'll boom. never, and I, I was always very smart about this, uh, you'll never know the terror. You'll be like on a, on a river where a bunch of parties going on, like people are camping, and Girls just want to hook up with you because you're dressed as a fake pirate that Johnny Depp played. Right. <laughs> like, and I'm thinking every time they like try you to. You get more Johnny Deppish when you're, you know, like your attractiveness level goes of up. Of course. So what I'm saying is it always, it, it, it that character in particular and Johnny Depp as a, as an actor in particular, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's insane. Like, oh, so I can just dress up as him and I'm instantly a million times more desirable and cool. <laughs> like, so if I dress as the Mad Hatter from the Wizard of Oz. Maybe, sure. I mean, at at certain conventions, I'm sure that would work out well. Yeah, I did, look. I don't but think no, I, I don't think I have the jawline to like work a Johnny Depp uh, outfit. That's a credit. The, the 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 characterization and things that Johnny Depp's characters uh, have done in in the past is just sort of who he is is a credit to like how special the stuff that he does can be. Yeah, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, this is one of those things. I, I love him in this. And I, I love like little moments in it, like like the montage. And he's suddenly sitting on the disc. He always and, has a different position when they cut back to him. He has like one leg on the desk or sitting on the desk. Yeah. And I, I there's <laughs> there's a thing my dad used to do, which is that like when he got really angry with me, he would put one foot up on the disc. Oh, wow. And it was like it was one of those hilarious dad things where it was like, Oh boy, you've just undercut any authority you just had. Yeah. And like and and Johnny Depp does this in the movie and it reminded me of my dad. And I was like, shout out to dad. But, uh, but it's just kind shout of Shout out to Shahir's Johnny Depp playing Donald <laughs> Trump dad. Mitta mitta mitta. Um but it's it's that hilarious thing, which is that you can completely under you know, like Johnny Donald Trump completely undermines his own authority at every turn by I'm saying Donald Trump and it's, you know, like, is it the hair? Is it the tan? Is it the teeth? I loved when Alf comes and Alf is the best man at Donald Trump's <laughs> wedding when he talks about it. And, uh, he, Alf references that he, Donald Trump stole his hair and I'd never seen that and like that connection until now. And Holy fuck. You know, hilarious. but also the thing is, is like, uh, this, the Johnny, Johnny Depp playing Donald Trump in this film sounds like Donald Trump's Twitter account. Have you ever read Donald Trump's Twitter account? Yes. yes. It's, it just sounds like that, you know, like, like you can imagine him typing in this voice, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily the same voice he has at the debates yeah. or anything like that. Although, uh, just the weekend before this podcast coming out, there was another, uh, Republican debate and Donald Trump going after Jib Bush. Oh my God. It just, it sounds exactly like this. It's, yeah. it, it's the, the rendition is, is crystal. It's interesting quick. because just being sensational is enough to get you by. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I, I think I sent out like one of my most, I don't get a lot. I don't do a lot of popular tweets, but one of my most popular no. tweets. And I feel like that's such a douchey thing to say, but I think like, you know, pro tip for media, for media outlets, just because a crazy person is shouting doesn't mean you have to hand him a megaphone. And, and like, I just, I don't know why Donald Trump gets so much here, but, but if Trump also has exposed one thing, which is a voting populace that is, that has to be dealt with because it's so large. The second thing is, is it, it, it spotlights, spotlight, uh, um, <laughs> the fact that there is no denying that money equals power in political America. Sure. You know, there's, the, and Donald Trump having, uh, uh, a platform to speak on when he has no, he seemingly has no actual issues that he's passionate about is, is tantamount to the facts that money equals power. I don't think Donald Trump is a good man. <laughs> I do think he's not an idiot. And I do think the, the character that he's been playing yeah. this entire time is just that. Yeah. I, I think, cause think about, and now we're getting back into politics and this whole thing again, it's like this got us talking about it. First, he had a problem with Mexicans when immigration was a thing, and he hasn't really talked about that again. And no, then now he had a then he had a problem with uh, Islamic people. Yeah, and then he hasn't really talked about that again. So he's he's getting these spikes of like, can't believe Donald Trump said this, and then he's getting the sort of like racist mm. bits of America to be like, yeah, and then they they keep like jumping, and it's different bits of hatred that yeah. he's like picking, and they're all just sort of following with him. It sounds it sounds like a snowball that's slowly collecting as I well. I don't think he believes any of it. I think he's seen enough of the world. I'm not saying I don't think he's racist. I'm yeah. saying I don't think he believes in these things that he's sort of just snowballing and getting people to come on to. He's seen enough of the world and dealt with enough other countries and business and things like that where he has to at least respect them on a business acumen level. Yeah. And the fact that he can just, it, it just feels like he's playing 
his supporters like fiddles. Like it feels like he's really a smart person playing a dumb bigot to me. Yeah. And I don't think he's stupid. I don't. I, I don't I don't know. See, I mean, possibly. Like one of the one of my greatest fears in life is that is that if I got onto a debate stage with Donald Trump, I would lose. And 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 I think you would, it, but it's because he's louder than you. And 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 it, it reminds me of this Charles Bukowski quote, and I just pulled it up. But I, I always remember this, which is that the problem with the world is that intelligent people are full of doubts, while stupid ones are full of confidence. Ooh. You know? And and I think, yeah, you know, like it's 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 in the case of Trump. Yeah, I don't want to look. I don't know the person. I just know, you know, the thing that pisses me off the most is the Central Park Five case. That you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and by the way, you can watch. There's a great documentary by I think it's by Ken Burns's daughter. Uh, it's called the Central Park Five. It will make you so angry. Um, but but he who shouts the loudest can often command the microphone. And and we've seen that many times in this podcast, you know, between you and me. Some days I am, some days you are. Sure. Um, and that's not necessarily an indicator of which is the smarter person, um, you know. And uh, I always worry that, like, you know, like, wh- I'm always baffled by the moderators in these debates. You know, They're Trump, jokes. Yeah, They're jokes. Trump will say something and it'll be like, wait, what? You know, like, like Trump had a whole thing about, you know, like... One one thing he casually said in like one of the initial debates was about um, vaccines causing autism. He was like, and he was like, and he just said it casually, like, yeah, there's too there's too many vaccines. Again, get another small subculture of America on his fucking bandwagon. Yeah, it's but it's amazing to me that no one like like no moderator actually said anything. You know, moderators in all of these things are jokes. Mm. This is what I don't understand. These people are supposed to be up there pitching themselves to us yeah right that's the whole fucking point yeah and i love how there's all these like things they have to set up beforehand like setting up the rules and (laughs) and then the rules they just don't follow oh the rules are like the strangest things i've ever the rules should be you have 30 seconds to do this and then your mic gets turned off you (laughs) dummy like so if you can't get your succinct thing out in a minute you're fucked yeah and i want that from a leader i want someone to be able to be like oh okay well i have to make some hard decisions as to what i'm going to say because my time is limited not like a little ding and then they just keep to get to fuck steamrolling. And then then everyone, like, if they're referenced, well, I get to respond and, like, all this. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Just give everyone equal time and equal questions and cut their fucking mics. I, I, I actually, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like, I, I do agree that 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 being a leader is about uh, making hard, difficult choices. And But then the thing that I do miss a little bit, and it's the opposite of what you're saying, uh, and it's just the difficulty of like, you know, the world we live in is that the lack of nuance, you know, like that we're seeing in the in the Republican debate. And it comes and it's because we're restricting people to talk about things in 30 second sound bites. One of the True. things I love about us doing this podcast is that I often come out of a movie with one fixed idea. Sure. You know, and then but having to sit, you know, to sit with you and talk it out, I realize that that my ideas don't hold up. Or there's nuance to the idea, or there's, or there's differences. There's, yeah, I see there's, that. There's, totally. difference, there's differences of opinion, and that's what an actual debate should be. Right. You know? And 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 when when we reduce things to like thirty second sound bites, we lose the nuance of intelligence. Like like the nuance of saying, you know, like I'm going to bring back, we're, we're going to carpet bomb ISIS. The, the, there's no nuance to that, and there's no. There's no, truth. there's no truth, and there's no rationality to how that would actually function, and it misses the the kind of international delicacy that is required 
in dealing with that kind of scenario. And we, and, and I think, you know, the most amazing thing to me was when after nine 11 happened in New Zealand, uh, you know, nine 11 didn't happen in New Zealand, but like, after, what? but, uh, after nine 11 in New Zealand, I was talking to friends of mine and they were like, yeah, the Americans should just bomb the fuck out of Afghanistan. And the Americans should also bomb the, the fuck out of Pakistan next. And I was like, we're, you know, like that kind of rhetoric misses the nuance of what has happened in those areas and yeah. what has led to, you know. Well, could you imagine sitting even let's just I think I, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, could you imagine come. Trump in the war room? No, I want I want to imagine Trump and Sanders sitting down and not being interrupted and not having a time limit, just talking until they couldn't talk anymore. Yeah, but the problem there is is the thing that we're just we talked about just then, which is that I think Sanders would eventually just shut up because I don't think he would, man. Well, I, I don't know, but it, but it, but he gets oh, loud. He does, but all I'm saying is, and, and he's like, he's actually, it's it's frustrating sometimes because he he he's he's really good at staying on message. Mm -hmm. You know, like he just always. He listens to what you have to say and then brings back his message. And it's very clear. And also, I, I would say I would love to see a thing, a a debate where say they get mm. put them in a room for mm. an hour and yeah. they can talk to each other and ask each other questions and give each other answers. But the second any one of them mm. brings up anyone else but themselves yeah. in, in a thing and how they would do it, they're kicked out and the other person gets the remaining like 45 minutes or something. Like sure. how amazing it's, it's, would it's, that be? It sounds like you're uh, you're pitching a, a reality show for a presidential candidate. But like, um, who gives who gives the, the moment I started paying attention, say, to Bernie Sanders was the moment during one of the debates way early, like before there should have been debates even happening in 2015. Yeah. Uh, when everyone kept bringing up Hillary's emails. Right. And he and said, he's like, guys, what, what the fuck are you like? Who, who cares? Gives this shit? Yeah. Like, let's talk about this. And I was like, oh. And if, I mean, I'm sure that was a politically motivated move and all yeah, that. I'm stuff, sure whatever. he thought about it. Yeah. But it's the right one. Yeah. So like if, if we can get sort of, if we can keep our mudslinging to satirical things. Yeah. Such as Art uh, of the, the, deal, deal, the Art of the Deal starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a much better way of getting up. Although I will say this. Oh, who, one of the Republicans get, did a huge smear campaign to Hillary. It was, and it was so funny because it proved how outdated they thought references were. Right. One of them had this whole thing. It was, it was like, you know, in the scene in Office Space where it's like good to be a gangster and they're bashing the the machine in the back. The three yeah. of them. It was damn, it's good to be a Clinton. And it was a fake rap song. And it was Hillary Clinton and two guys in suits bashing a computer. And it was kind of a rap about uh, the, like the email scandal. I don't remember which Republican released it, but I was watching it. I was like, a mudslinging you yeah. dummy <laughs> b you're referencing a 15 year old movie like and you think you're being hip it might not it might not cater to the exact audience you're talking to. like you you think you're getting the young people with this but they've never even heard of office space you know um just to tie like obviously again we it's great that we are having a political know, conversation sidetracked no no but it's great that we are i, I love that we are and um uh, but but to to bring it back not necessarily to the art of the deal but to to a reference point that i think i've always thought about when it comes to nuance and detail is the west wing now the west wing is the complete lefty uh, you know, dream of America, which is that um, intelligent people are in a room debating issues um, to their fullest extent. And it's basically, imagine if you got uh, five of the most intelligent, thoughtful people in a room 
to fully debate everything. And it's, you know, Aaron Sorkin masturbating on, on stage uh, is what you're getting. But How many seasons did that run? <laughs> it ran for five seasons. He could masturbate for five and seasons. Not, and he's, he's good at it, and I'll watch it. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but the thing was that I loved about it was that in season one of The West Wing, uh, Jed Bartlett, played by uh, Martin Sheen, uh, basically had the right answer for every problem that came at him. He had, he had the most reasoned, well thought out and correct response to every problem that came at him. But what happened in season two of the West Wing was that it was that there were problems that had no right or wrong answer. And it was just about him having to make choices and realizing that if I make this choice, I'm going to fuck these people. And if I make this choice, I'm going to fuck these people. And and if 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 cinema is or film and television is any reflection of a political reality, sure. I think that the the understanding that that is the reality of being the president or being a you know like I find that's the case when I'm directing now, mm -hmm. which is that half the decisions I make aren't it isn't the matter of the right or the wrong decision. It's more the matter of. Making What's, a decision. Making a decision. There's a point you made about before where you're like, intelligent people think mm. of all the options and dumb mm. people just shout the loudest or something along yeah. those lines. But you need to be forceful. But that's what I was going to say. If everyone just debated all of the shit all the time, nothing would get done. So you yeah. need you need some sort of balance. And, and maybe no political candidate at this time is the right is the right balance. Like who knows? Yeah. And, and um, what I believe to be important is not what, you know, what you believe to be important, right. what, what, what people in the Midwest believe and to be important. God. And let's, okay, let's even go back. And I will say, even though, you know, I'm not a Trump supporter and whatever, but like any of these guys, Republic, Republican or women, yeah. men or women, Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever. Oh God, to have the balls to sure. think that, that to, to think that you, you could run the country yeah, and you'll never make everyone happy. You'll never, that's uh, such a comp like f God until fuck until we figure out a way to have unlimited energy yeah. as a planet. We're fucked or, so, or just even provide healthcare <laughs> would be great. I mean, that's one, yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? Like until resources are not an issue. Yeah. We're fucked. You're you're commanding a sinking ship. So how, you're literally just who has the fastest bucket bailing skill. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's another uh, a thing I always think about. There's a TV show called The Chair, which is about uh, two directors. You know, it was, it was a reality, sort of reality docudrama where they basically got two directors to direct the same thing. And one of the producers, uh, I think his name is Chris Moore, who also produced uh, Project Greenlight, uh, gets up during an interview and says, look, you know, the, the tough thing about directing is that when you're directing, every asshole behind you thinks that they could do a better job than you. Yeah. And, 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 and nine times out of 10, you're the asshole behind someone else thinking you could do a better job than them. And so, you know, this prison, you know, being the president is like basically every, the nine assholes getting up yeah. saying I could do a better job than you. And then realizing when they get to that, when they get to the position, there are nine more assholes behind you. And there's no one to blame above you. There's no one to blame above oh. you. So every decision you make is the wrong decision for at least 50% of the people, well, if not more. Oh, well, good luck to all of our presidential candidates in the coming eight years, four years, then see whatever. But Johnny Depp. As a career choice, you just made the you you just made the right deal. Yeah, yeah. you really did. He, in fact, that's sort of the the tail end of this whole thing is the Johnny Depp probably made out the best and and, and lived <laughs> through the art of the deal. 
uh, because this was just a really fun and and cool sort of. I'm glad we talked. I'm glad you got me to watch it to yeah, talk about it. And yeah. it's really it was just it came up on my feed and I was like no fucking way. And I was gonna watch it at lunch or something. And then I was like it's 50 minutes. I'm like oh we're talking that's a about movie. This. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you it, think that's a franchise? We could we could we Disneyfy and Marvel this thing out and like do one for uh, Ben Carson, Ted Cruz, Hillary Clinton, Bernie no, Sanders? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no one is as big a personality. No, and that's the thing, and that's why he's got the popularity. And it's that I mean, he is he is a icon. He is a uh, he is a force to be reckoned with for good or evil. Do you think that the uh, the film will have political impact? Maybe, <laughs> but I feel like the people that watch for, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I've it's been out of the funny or die the, audience for yeah. a while. Like, I don't know what their demo is anymore. Cause before for me, it was college. It was me in college. Yeah. Is it still college kids? If so, I'm guessing a lot of college kids aren't for Trump. So yeah, you're kind of, you're speaking shit? to a crowd of people that are already you're on your preaching side to the choir. Oh, that's the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, you're speaking to a bunch of people that already agree with you and the thoughts that you're speaking to them. So they're not too surprised by it. I like, know. I like the way you said it better. Yeah, but, anyway. <laughs> um, but no, it's a good primer to get people discussing. I do kind of wish, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my mm. voice is all messed up. Mm. I do kind of wish sitting at the empty end of the table we had. I mean, maybe a Trump supporter, and, and but like an intelligent one to like help us sort of see through why why things are good. Yeah, it, it's we're kind of in an echo chamber. I right know, now. and I apologize for that. I don't want to. I don't want to ostracize anyone who uh, who and I who you know because this is a movie podcast. It's not a political podcast, but this movie that we're reviewing is very. Politically it's it's amazing to us that like we've probably got more into the issues here with this fifty minute movie than we did with the Big Short. Perhaps or or even spotlight. Sure. You know, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but I and I would. I, this is the thing. I'm I'm trying really hard to do, and it's so fucking hard. And I think if everyone tried to do it, it would be good. And I fail 100. percent It's it's try to don't try to win an argument by just yelling, which I do a lot. But yeah. also, it's like just keep asking questions. Yeah. And it, that's frustrating. And again, I fail a ton. But like, if we had a a Trump supporter here or something and and showed them this movie like I wonder what they'd think and I'd want to ask them questions about like what did this get wrong and what did well here's a I mean look this is the perfect avenue to do it um <laughs> it's it's going to sound like I'm I'm moving into pitch mode here but if you have an opinion about this movie yeah. if you have an opinion about Donald Trump about Bernie Sanders Hillary Clinton Ted Cruz Rebecca Rubio anyone um, but only please, movies about them. But only movies about them. Yeah, no, no actual political opinions. Please write us in. We love to hear from you. We have uh, people writing into us. We love to read their emails out and to discuss them. Yeah. Um, so real quick before we get into the last thing, because this is a bonus episode that's almost gone the full hour, and it yeah. probably will. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on uh, the art of the deal, the movie. Uh, it's very funny. It's uh, laugh out loud funny in places. Uh, it's just the right length as well. Perhaps maybe erring on slightly too long, but the the political satire is very apt for the time, uh, and and it's free. Yeah, Fuck, I mean, that's going to be my point. My final thought is: it's really funny. It's free. You could watch it on any device you own, and it will suck. It, it'll take fifty minutes of your time, and you'll enjoy your time doing it. So watch it, and and enjoy. and then write us in at onlymoviepodcast mm -hmm. at gmail .com or on our Twitter at onlymoviepod, right? Uh, or our Facebook. Um, we have uh, an email from. Uh, 
uh, Stephen Buja, who uh, Buja, Buja. Ah, God damn it, it Stephen. Um, <laughs> and you always call him Stephen. It throws me off. Of same night movie review fame, my uh, partner in crime there. Uh, a few weeks back, uh, if you want to go back and find the episode, uh, Stephen uh, wrote us in, or Steve um, <laughs> wrote us in and told us to review Room, which we did, and we were really happy about it because uh, I think we both. Love that film. Uh, that's maybe one of the last times we've loved to film collectively together. Um, oh, it sounds so sensual when you yeah. say it like that. <laughs> Ooh, we've loved to film collectively yep. together. Yep. Uh, and I get, yeah, because Steve gave us homework, I gave him homework, which was to watch uh, a Japanese film called Nobody Knows by, uh, I'm going to butcher his. Just do it. <laughs> Make a decision, Shahir. Yeah. Make a decision, Shahir. Harazuki Korida. Hey, maybe uh, if you got it wrong, um, but you did it in a timely manner. Japanese listeners, read in and chew yeah, me out. Yeah. Um, and he wrote back with this. Hey, guys, loved your episode on Room, and I'm glad that you got a chance to catch that. Uh, Shahir, I gave you one, so uh, it was only fair that you gave me one on the episode. You told me to watch the 2004 film Nobody Knows, and I did. And I have to say, again, God damn it, Shahir. That was great, but man, it was heartbreaking. Uh, it's a wonderful, very understated movie that seems so effortless, and it's like completely without flash. Uh, but but besides that, it's like so emotional, so wonderful, so wonderful. Uh, the director Corita, uh, completely under, unfamiliar with, just feels like a master. It's 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 just it's just so great. He gets incredible performances out of kids. And you're not even supposed to work with kids or animals in this industry. And he, uh, what, but what I really do love beyond that is that he does something that George Miller did really effectively in Fury Road, in that he told, he described the world and the passage of time through details and not necessarily through titles and things. For instance, instead of a, a calendar flipping, he showed just uh, you know nail polish. Uh, fall, you know, uh, chipping off a manicure. Uh, the main, uh, the main child, Akira, who I believe did win the uh, po- the best actor at Cannes that year, is uh, just absolutely phenomenal as uh, the twelve year old who has to take over the head of household duties. I mean, I thought wouldn't it be cool if my parents weren't around? But it turns out it's not all that great when you're growing up, and you need your and you need your parents, and it sucks when they don't need you in the same way. Um. I did. I hated the mom, but I also love the mom. Uh, she's so interesting a, a character. You can't fully hate her. You can't fully love her. It, I would have preferred. It would have been easy for them to have made just a monster, like a terrible, uh, evil foster mother, or this warm, loving, naive, you know, fairy character. But they didn't, and they made her somewhere in between, and that actually makes it all the worse when she leaves because she's so great with the kids. Uh, just playing with them and just having fun and being a mom. She's actually a great mom. You just want her to stick around a little bit, uh, which is uh, it's juxtaposed to Ma Ma in the room because Ma in the room she never stops fighting even after they get out of their small small apartment their their prison. So uh, nobody knows Shahir. That's a it's a damn fine movie. I uh, thank you for recommending it. 
Uh, thank you, Steve. I'm glad. I'm really glad that you enjoyed the film. Um, uh, you know, look to anyone who's listening in, uh, write us in a recommendation for a film, and I will try to give you back a recommendation. I'm gonna go one better, or maybe not better. In addition to, we always say write in, write in, write in. If you guys want to write or send us an audio clip of you talking about a movie for a minute or less, uh, please mm. do that. We will play them. We will talk about it. It'll be almost like you're here in the studio. But if we disagree with you, we can hit the pause button. <laughs> Um, so again, thank you, Steve, for, uh, for yeah. doing that. And I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed the movie. And thanks everyone for indulging our little special edition. We kind of did this, uh, and we know this is coming out midweek. It was just something that popped up. We thought it was fun enough to talk about, but not fun enough to just make you have a full week of just this. Uh, and yeah, so Shakir, where can people find you when you're not, uh, politically waxing ecstatic? <laughs> oh, wow. Ecstatically politically waxing. Yes. Uh, you can find me waxing myself on my website at www.shahirdowd.com. 18 plus. <laughs> S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. Got a very cool music video coming out in a few months' time, hopefully shorter. Does um, it have robots? There are robots in right. this video. Nice. They don't talk like that. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at MatthewKroll.com, uh, Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z on Instagram, or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Uh, and yeah. So this has been the bonus episode with a little bonus thing at the end. Uh, the only podcast about the art of the deal, the movie.